Honest, real, raw, true conversation and prayer with God. down into the water and when you do the old person dies you come up out of the water as a new creation of Jesus Christ Hey, welcome to Church Experience. Thank you so much for spending part of your weekend with us. Now is a great time to grab your weeklies and head to your seats if you haven't already because the service starts in 90 seconds. I'm here to tell you today that God wants to set you free. Oh, yeah. He wants to set you free. with him grow in your walk with him get closer to him spend more time with him because he's better if you want your life to get better then get around the one who is better get around jesus get around the one who has power to change and transform your life get around the one who has the perfect grace for you and the perfect love for you and the perfect joy for your soul listen he is better
Welcome to CE Online. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We are so excited about today's service. We believe this could be the best and most impacting hour of your week. Throughout the service, you may have some questions, comments, or prayer requests. Go to churchexperience.tv forward slash connect or pull out your camera app and hit up our QR code to connect with us even better. If you always wanted to know about what's going on here at CE, please hit that subscribe button. We'd love to hear back from you. Get back to you and be praying for you. We are ready to dive in. Would you stand with me as we sing some songs of worship to Jesus?
Thank you for always protecting us and looking after us. Father, we thank you for sending your son Jesus down so that we can experience a little bit of you. Father, we just love and adore you and we just love to worship you, especially in this season, God. Let our hearts be open to just receive you. Your word and everything that this season holds. It's all for you. It is all about you, God. Let us be in remembrance of you and that tiny baby Jesus that you sent us. We love you, God. And we pray this in your powerful name. Amen. Merry Christmas, church experience. What an amazing thing that we get to gather and celebrate Jesus' birth together. And thank you for making this a priority because I know that you have a lot of different activities and Christmas traditions and family events, but yet you've said, we're gonna be here to worship Jesus together with our church, lifting up his name because it's all about Jesus, not only today, but our lives are about him. And so way to go on making that a priority and putting Jesus first with your family. And I know that some of you are going to go off and you're going to have, you know, gift exchanges. Maybe you have a box under a tree somewhere that you're really excited about. Your name's on that box, but you have no idea what's inside and you just can't wait to unwrap it. And I think that many gifts that we get, it's pretty easy. We open it, we get it, we receive it, and we're thankful. But some gifts that we open it and we have a little bit of a sigh. Because although we are grateful, we have this love-hate relationship with assembly-required gifts. You know what I'm talking about? It's like that gift that your kid gets and you're like, so thankful, that's awesome. But then they're like, hey dad, can you put this together for me? And, and you're already flat exhausted because you've been hanging Christmas lights, you've been making a Christmas meal, you've been wrapping Christmas presents, maybe you traveled and you're tired, but now your child's like pulling on your pant leg like, dad, can you put this thing together? <laughs> and, and sometimes assembly required gifts, you know, they require a little extra effort. And, and my neighbor got one of these the other day. It was a basketball hoop in a big box, and he, he unboxed it, started putting it together, and he got 95% of the way done. But he came over to my house, and he says, Brandon, this thing has been sitting in my garage for 30 days. 
because I put together everything I knew how, and yet the hoop, it's still not usable. He showed me the flaw, and he showed me why it's not working, and he said, I just can't figure it out. It's been like a whole month, and I can't figure it out. Can you help me out? I said, man, I'm happy to, and so I brought a couple of my kids over, and, and we started analyzing and trying to figure this thing out, like, what, what's the problem? And we realized that he actually put it together correctly. However, there was one bar on the suspension mechanism behind the basketball hoop itself. There was one bar that he put on backwards. He put it on the right way with the right screws. He just turned it around backwards. And so nothing was working. The gift was unusable because of one thing. And, and this Christmas, I was thinking, what if the life that you have always wanted— the joy that you have always hoped to live with was, was one act away, one deconstruction, right? Because we, we had to pull that thing apart and unscrew it and unbolt it before we could reassemble it. Maybe there's one deconstructive act away in your life or perhaps one reconstructive act, one new thing that needs to be added. But, but what if the life you've always wanted was one step away from unleashing the joy that you've always wanted, the joy that God has always intended for you. See, I've titled today's Christmas message, Christmas Joy. Christmas Joy. And my hope truly for you is that you will walk away from today's message filled with a renewed sense of what God intended for you to have all along. And that's his abundant and amazing joy. What, what would it look like this Christmas if you could learn to abide in the joy of Jesus Christ. Well, let's take a look at the Christmas story today and, and let's learn together what it looks like this Christmas to walk in God's amazing and transformational joy. Here we go, it's in Luke chapter two, and this is so special for me. I, I'm sure I've said this in the past Christmas, but I, I just have such great memories of gathering around our family Christmas tree and my dad would always just pull out, and still does to this day, pull out Luke chapter two and. He reads the Christmas story to our family. It's always been so special. And, and so I love to read to you today, our church family, from Luke chapter 2, the Christmas story. It says, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth and Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Come on, somebody say good news. Yeah, good news that will cause great joy. Somebody say great joy. Yeah, good news of great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. I love that Christmas story. I, I love that so much, and there's so many wonderful things about it, but take note of verse 10. Did you see that? It says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Come on, say it with me again. Say great joy. Yeah, great joy. God, God intends for us to have great joy, abundant joy, transformational joy in our spirit, in our lives, in our homes. God wants his kids to walk in great joy. And I've titled this message again, Christmas Joy. We're going to talk about how to experience the joy of God this Christmas. You know, joy is really a, a core need and desire in our lives. You know, we, we crave it. We crave it, you know, and, and we search it out everywhere. We're always looking, you know, to that greener grass, something that's going to bring greater levels of satisfaction and happiness and joy to our lives. Like, we're always looking for more. 
because, because we can never get enough of it. And, and whenever we taste these moments of joy that just overtake everything else in our life, and, and whether things are going well or poorly, we just have this moment, and maybe it's a moment of laughter with friends. Maybe it's the taste of a great meal. Maybe it's a special moment in worship, but, but we ex- just experience this deeply satisfying moment of joy. And, and it leaves us simultaneously fulfilled in that moment, but also craving more. Like, what would it look like to live like this? And, and we know that life won't be perfect, but what if I could just remain in and walk in, abide in this incredible joy? How, how could I experience that? And, and, and here's what I want you to know. This, this message here in verse 10 where it says that I bring you good news that will cause great joy. What the Christmas story ultimately tells us is that Jesus is the one who brings joy to the world. He, he brings abundant joy to the world. And, and, and this foundational lesson is so important for where we're going to go today. As we get into deeper layers of this message. But it begins here. Jesus can unleash greater joy than I thought possible. Greater joy than I thought possible. And some of us have given up on experiencing greater levels of joy because we have tried to walk in joy, yet we keep stumbling. And we live with a constant dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction because life hasn't turned out the way we hoped it would be. And we live with fears and anxieties and all these, all these things that just kind of jumble up what we hoped would be joy, but it has turned out to be something far less. In our mind, in our relationships, in our, our ordinary days, we're not experiencing the joy that God intended and that we desired. Yet Jesus, it says here, because of him, he brings great joy to the world for all people, for anyone who would seek him, for anyone who would seek to experience his joy, he has great joy. Not just good joy, but great joy for us. Much like, you know, when you, you go get your Christmas tree, perhaps you've, you went and got the, the fresh live tree and, and, and they, they cut the, the trunk of it and, and they wrapped it up in this Christmas netting so you can put it on top of your vehicle and drive it home, right? And then, and then you get home and you, you, you unstrap it from your vehicle, you, you take it in your living room and you, and you, you cut that netting off. And what happens? The branches unfold. The branches have been tight in this net, and they, they unfold, and they, they fill your living room. Right? They just pop out, and they fill your living room. You know, and, and in the same way, I, I believe today, for someone here, God, God is wanting to, to unravel all of these complicated and discouraging things that have hindered joy in your life. He's, he's wanting to unleash joy in a way that, that you've never experienced before. And, and for some of us, we say, well, I'm a joyful person in general. But, but we fail to realize that God actually has more joy, more joy than we even thought would be possible. You're feeling good about your life. You're saying, I'm thankful for my life. But God is saying, hey, listen, I have even more than you can imagine. Greater joy. Do you believe it's possible? Do you believe that God has greater joy than what you've imagined? Well, what is God's joy? You're talking about joy, Pastor Brandon. Like, what, what is the joy that God intends for me? Well, let's begin with a, a definition of what joy is from the dictionary. Joy is to experience great pleasure or delight. It's to rejoice. That's, that's an idea of what it means to experience joy, to delight, to rejoice, to experience great pleasure. Interestingly, Psalm 16, verse 11, it says, God, you will fill me, you will fill me, you're the one that, that fills me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. How cool is that? I, mean, I, I absolutely love that verse. That the God is the one that pours joy into my spirit. It's from him and it's experienced in his presence. Deep satisfaction in his presence. And, and God wants me to find that joy in him. He tells me elsewhere in Philippians 4 verse 4, to rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. So God adds extra emphasis. He says it twice in the same sentence. I want you to rejoice. I want you to delight in me. And in me is abundant joy. So what God's saying to you today, he's saying, I have abundant joy for you. Eternal pleasure, unending pleasure. You know, the pleasures of this world are very momentary, right? If you have moments of pleasure, moments of adventure, moments that satisfy us, but then they fade quickly and they leave us craving more. But God says, in my presence, I have eternal pleasure. I have joy that I want to fill your life with. What would it look like this Christmas if if we could rediscover the beauty of the joy that comes only in God's presence? It's so satisfying, so satisfying. 
the other day uh, I was going through a little fast food drive through here by the church. And, you know, I, I try not to eat too much fast food, but it's, there's a McDonald's right here literally by our, our church. And, and, and I, I was hungry, and we'd been there long hours. And so I went over through the drive through and I saw on the McDonald's menu something that I just somehow had overlooked. Yeah, I've been through plenty of times with my children and, and ordered all their chicken nuggets and chicken sandwiches, all these things. But I saw it said crispy chicken sandwich. Now, I was familiar with the McChicken sandwich, the cheaper version of the crispy chicken sandwich. And I tasted that before, and I was like, eh, this is okay. But I just kind of passed. And, but I saw the crispy chicken sandwich. And I remember just gazing at it like, huh, I didn't know. And I, I ordered one, tried it. It was pretty good. And, and So anyway, this story come and gone. And like later that night, right, I had gone to sleep before Jennifer, and I was in a deep sleep. And she tells me this story the next morning. But she said, Brandon, when I climbed into bed, <laughs> she's like, you rolled over, and you said, crispy chicken sandwich. <laughs> and she says, so I kind of laughed, and I, and, and I just asked you why you're saying, I was like, what? And you said it again, Brandon. You said, crispy chicken sandwich. And then you go, mmm, mmm. <laughs> so she says, crack it up. Like, what are you doing, Brandon? What are you doing? But apparently this was more satisfying on a deeper level than I had cognitively realized because I'm dreaming about this chicken sandwich later on. <laughs> Somehow it rocked my world. I didn't even know it. You know, there is, there is a level of satisfaction when it comes to joy that most of us have not experienced and we're not experiencing day to day. We, we settle for superficial happiness, moments and glimpses of this, this joy. But, but God today is saying to us, hey, I have great joy for you. The reason why Jesus came, Emmanuel, God with us, why he stepped down off his throne was born as a baby in this corrupt and broken world. Why, why did he come and walk among sinners? Because he wanted to restore to you the joy of salvation, the joy of being saved from all the brokenness, being saved from the eternal separation from God because of our sin. He wanted to restore that broken relationship with our loving Father, because in the Father is abundant joy. Did you, did you catch that in Psalm 16, 11? God wants to fill us with joy because in his presence is eternal pleasure, everlasting pleasure and joy. Psalm 23, my goodness and love will follow you all the days of your life. There's no end to it. And God wants to fill you with that unending joy. And Jesus came, the, the Christmas message is so special because Jesus came to restore that joy in our life. He came to bring joy to our life. Well, Jesus is the embodiment of the joy that we seek. And the closer we get to him, the more joy that we'll experience, the more our hearts will start to worship. Take a look with me, if you will, for a moment at Psalm 100. It says, shout for joy. Come on, say joy. <laughs> shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures, how long? Forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. It tells us to come and bring joyful worship to the Lord. This is the, the overflow of living in joy is we want to, we get to bring worship. Not, hey, I've, I've got to go to worship today. I, I want to be a good Christian. I've got to, you know, read my Bible. I've got to do these things. No, it's like I get to bring my worship to God, and I'm so joyful to do it because my heart is filled with joy. That's where God wants to get us. Where We are so filled and overflowing with joy. We can't wait to worship. We, we can't wait to get our family into not just a worship service, but maybe gathered around our, our dinner table. We can't wait to pray together. It's not like, hey, we need a quick pray so we can eat. No, like, hey, let's give thanks to God because look at his abundance. You know, he feeds us. He cares for us. You know, watches over us. What, what if your joy was so restored that in everything that you saw, and, and, and every day, it was just, God, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm just overflowing with joy. I'm bringing my songs of joy because I'm, I'm just seeing your creation. I'm, I'm seeing your beauty everywhere I look. See, that's, that's God's desire is to bring us to a place where we give him our joyful worship. And see, the lesson is that God gives me joy so I can bring it to him. And God gives me joy. Why? So I can bring joyful worship to him. So I can return to him what he has given to me. 
So how can I abide more deeply? Let's, let's, let's take this another layer lower. How, how can I abide more deeply in this joy and rejoice in the Lord always? It's a great question. We, we've kind of set this up as, as how epic and important it would be for us to live in joy. How do we actually get this done? How can we this Christmas start to walk more in joy? Well, let's look back at the Christmas story again in Luke chapter 2. Something that we could have easily read right over and reading through this story. In verse 6, it says, While they were there, while, while Mary and Joseph were there in Bethlehem, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths, placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And in these two brief verses, you see four things that were far from ideal that happened in Mary and Joseph's life. First of all, they're in this city that is not their home when it's time for her to give birth. So they, they had to travel. So that's the first thing. They didn't choose that. And there's a lot of things that you and I don't choose. But, but something was chosen for them that they would not have picked. Anything lately in your life that's happened to you that you would not have chosen? It might be a, a health crisis. It might be a job crisis. It might be something in your family. But, but you didn't choose it. It chose you. Sure, there's, there's a lot of things that are not ideal that choose us that we would never have chosen. That happened to Mary and Joseph. Also, they had their baby away from home. Every pregnant mother knows that when you get down to those last few months, you don't travel very far. You want to be close to your doctor. You want to be close to your own bed so that when you're recovering after the fact, you can be comfortable. You want to be surrounded by family and friends. You want to be home. She was not at home, and it was time for this baby to be born. You may have also noticed that there was no guest room available for them. Because of the census that was taking place and the migration of many people to this little town, it was packed full. Every, every hotel was full. There was no rooms. There was, not only was there no suites, no special rooms with a view, there was no rooms at all. And so they had to find a place to give birth to this baby Jesus that was in, fourth thing, very humble circumstances. Maybe you find yourselves in very humble circumstances this Christmas. Perhaps you look around and you're saying that there's not a, a lot to be thankful for compared to what I would have hoped, right? And, and at first look, there's, there's not a lot in your life that, that you're celebrating. Perhaps you look around and there's maybe fewer people around the table than there, there was last time. Or perhaps there's, there's, there's fewer gifts under the tree. Or perhaps there's, there's fewer things to look forward to in this year ahead. And, and, and sometimes this disappointment can cause what seems like a decrease in our, our joy because things are not as we would want them to be. But, but here's what I, why I point this out. I want you to notice, yet despite all four of these things, something that was chosen for them that they wouldn't have chosen, being in an uncomfortable situation away from home, right? having everything so full that they couldn't even find a place to sleep, so they're in crisis mode, and then being very humble circumstances, essentially in need, Yet in the midst of all these things, what God calls great joy, Jesus, was birthed right out of this context. So something beautiful happened despite the imperfection. You could call it a beautiful mess. It was a mess in many ways according to our human standards, but something divine happened, something beautiful happened right in the middle of this. And we falsely, listen, we falsely believe that joy is found somewhere out there to be discovered. That somewhere... Because of our imperfection here, somewhere out there, there's a perfect and idyllic scenario. There's something out there that's going to be the cure to the problems I'm experiencing here. The reason why I don't have joy. Because something is unideal in my circumstances. Something was chosen for me. I have very humble circumstances. If I could just, if I could just level up, experience more, gain more, go somewhere other than here, find someone new, like then I would be happy. Then I would experience joy. And, and many people live... Listen, many people live with this discontent and they never have God's joy in their heart because they think joy is somewhere out there. Yeah, I can learn to ab abide in God's amazing joy inside imperfection. That's one of the things that God wants to help us with is he wants to help us walk with abundant joy despite plentiful distractions and plentiful things that are not as we would choose them to be. See, listen, Jesus brings joy right here so I don't have to find it out there. And it's a really important lesson. Don't, don't go searching for joy way over the horizon. You can have it right here, right now, in the midst of perhaps very unideal circumstances. How, how can you find that? Well, you find it in the presence of Jesus. 
Because when Jesus showed up, he's the one that brought the great joy. He was the one that great joy was all about. He was the catalyst for the great joy. So if I want more joy in my life, I need to look to Jesus. Because Jesus is the beginning and the end of the joy. He's the eternal joy. And so I find my joy in him. And Jesus, listen, Jesus can show up in horrible situations. In the midst of crisis, in the midst of tragedy, his presence will be there if you'll call on him. If, if you'll draw close to him, listen, he's, he's drawn close to you. He's, he's there and he's wanting to be present in the midst of our imperfection. In the middle of uncertain futures where you don't know what tomorrow holds, you don't know what 2023 looks like. In the, minish, in the middle of unfinished dreams, in the middle of disappointment, in the middle of brokenness, in the middle of heartache and heartbreak, Jesus can bring joy right here, right now. So what are you waiting on? Why don't you pursue him? Why don't you pursue Jesus and find greater joy right here, right now? <laughs> One of my kids, we're talking about joy a little bit, and they said to their mom, they said, well, you know, it's, I, I think it's a lot like, you know, when you're at a restaurant and you're, you're starving and you're hungry and, and you've ordered your meal and you see the waiter coming at you with the tray of food and, and you're excited and, because you think that's your meal, but then the last minute they take a turn and they go to another table. <laughs> and it's, and that, that's sometimes what it feels like when, when we're missing out on joy. It's like it's so close, we want it, we can see it. But then somebody else gets the joy. Somebody else gets the blessing. And it's, it's never us. We're never getting to experience and be satisfied. Yep, God is wanting to help us see today that his picture of joy is available to us. He's serving up joy in every context, in every scenario, in every imperfection. When, when you're surrounded by imperfect people and imperfect circumstances, God wants to bring joy to you personally. And he does have joy for your friends, for your family for them. And, and you see others experiencing joy. But look, he has joy for you. He wants to bring it right to your table, right to your home, right into your life. And, and I want you to see something else about Luke chapter 2 that is going to help us walk more in joy. It comes from verse 10. It says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Did you see that word? Good news that will cause great joy. So this news, what's the news? The good news is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has come. He, he will give his life. He's come to die to give his life so we can experience eternal life. This amazing news, the gospel we call it, it it's come to bring great joy. And, and the word it uses here is cause. And, and we understand from science class growing up, cause and effect relationships. We, we remember studying that and our teacher telling us there's a cause that creates action, and then there's the result, there's the effect. The cause and effect, they're married together, they're inseparable, they're related to each other. The cause produces the effect, cause and effect. And here it's saying this good news, Jesus, will cause, it will bring what? Great joy. So the, the great joy is a result of something, the, the joy is a result of Jesus and what he will do. Right, because he's still a baby. He, ha he hasn't done a lot. He's been born, and that's incredible. He's come to earth. I mean, that is exceptional, but he hasn't done a lot, meaning walking the earth, doing miracles, healing people, teaching the good news. None of these things has happened yet, and certainly the cross has not happened. The resurrection has not happened. There's so much more to what will happen in the future. And all these things eventually will lead to the reconciliation and salvation of humanity as they look to Jesus and his death on the cross. However, none of these other things have happened yet, save one, the amazing and the divine, God has become flesh. He has come to the earth in the form of this baby, and it's amazing. That's what we celebrate at Christmas, the birth of Christ. Yet all of these wonderful things in the future are still yet to come, and the angel says this good news, so his announcement, it's here, that it will cause something else. It will cause great joy, and that joy will be a result of what happens in and through this baby's life, this announcement that he's here because of what it means for the future. And a big part, listen, a big part of understanding and experiencing joy is what will happen. It's learning to look to the future with hope and expectation. Not, not a misled motivation that's, that's human, but a looking ahead in hope to Christ. Let me explain it through a couple other verses here. Uh, Proverbs 10 verse 28, it says, The hope of the righteous brings joy. So as the righteous hope, right, we have hope for the future, we have hope for heaven, we have hope that Jesus will forgive us, that he'll always love us. All of these wonderful things we hope in, 
that produces joy in us. That's what it tells us in Scripture. Also, look with me, if you will, at, at Hebrews chapter 12 for another example. So Jesus, he endured so many trials, the cross especially. All these difficult things, the persecution, the mockery, all of these things. But look, look what his motivation was. Hebrews 12, verse 2, it says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Check this out. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So for the joy set before him, ahead of him, in front of him, the joy on his path ahead allowed him to endure the cross. Now, how do you endure trials? How do you endure hardship and persecution and struggle and lack of? How do you get through all of these things? It's for the joy set before you. Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him, and he was looking ahead to the, the pleasure of the Father as he finished his mission here on earth. The pleasure of seeing God's lost kids restored through accepting the message of Jesus and accepting his payment for our sins as he would one day die on the cross. And it was, it was through this hope ahead of him, this joy ahead of him, that he was able to endure trials. Sometimes we are not able to endure through the trials very well, and we get discouraged and defeated because we've lost hope for the future. We, we, we've, we've started to get in this dark tunnel where we see no light. But in God, there is hope. And so if I've started to lose my hope for the future, if I've started to think that the future, there's nothing for me way out there and, and there's nothing to look forward to and, and it's just gonna get worse and downhill from here. If I've started to drift into that mode, it probably means that I have drifted away from Jesus because in Jesus, there is hope. There's always hope in Jesus. His best is always coming. There's always heaven to look forward to. There's always God's presence at the end of the road. And in him, there's fullness of joy and everlasting pleasure and goodness and love in him. So if I've started to lose hope for the future, it means I've probably drifted from him. See, here's the lesson. I look ahead in faith to restore joy in the present. So I, I always want to be looking ahead in faith. So if I, if I find myself getting discouraged, it probably means I'm doing this. I'm probably looking down at my problems. I'm probably zeroed in on what's right in front of me and, and this thing tomorrow and that thing next week and this doctor's report and this financial problem. And I'm, I just got my eyes on the human, the material, the things here and now. But, but if I'll, I'll raise my gaze, if I'll elevate my gaze and I'll, I'll look up at Jesus, I'll look out into the future and I'll see the hope he has for me. I realize, wow, why am I so worried about all these things? I have heaven to look forward to where there's no more pain and problems. There's no more suffering. There's just pure joy forever in God's presence. And, and it's so amazing. The Bible says that, that, that no mind can imagine it. No eye has seen how beautiful the things that God has in store for his kids. And so we have so much to look forward to, even in the middle of trials. And, and, and Jesus knew this. So that's why it says, for the joy before him, he was able to do her the cross. What in your life has caused you to... to feel defeated lately, to give up? Have you, have you lost hope anywhere? Have you lost hope? Is it, is it possible that maybe because you feel like you are defeated and you lost hope that maybe you have taken your eyes off God and you started to look on the things around you? And maybe the reason why you're not walking in joy is because you're too focused on the things of this world. And that's why you're so worried and so concerned and so anxious. But if you'll restore your sight, God can restore your joy. If you restore your sight and place your eyes, fix your eyes on Jesus, as it just, we just read in Hebrews, fix your eyes on Jesus, who for the joy set before him, where did he fix his eyes? The joy before him. Set your eyes on Jesus. Let him restore your joy. I, I love Psalm 51, verse 12, where it says, restore to me the joy of your salvation. God wants to restore joy. As you restore your sight on him, as you look to Jesus, he wants to restore the joy in your life. So if you are feeling defeated, plateaued spiritually, struggling, just getting by and surviving, God wants to restore to you joy. But it comes as you reset your vision on Jesus. Now, I know some of us are thinking, well, that sounds like a good answer, but I'm not convinced it's the only answer. It makes sense that if I look to Jesus this Christmas that I can find joy in him. It makes sense to me. But it certainly seems that like there's other people, other families that have joy in their homes, that have joy in their lives this Christmas, but is absent of Jesus. They're not followers of Jesus, but man, look at the presence under their tree. 
Look what they're getting to do. Look at the trip they went on this Christmas. Look at the promotion my coworker got right before the new year, the promotion I wanted that I didn't get, but they got. He's not following Jesus, but sure seems like he's feeling a lot of joy going into this new year. How about, how about me? And it's a fair question. It really is. And, and the best way I've ever heard it explained is through a story, and perhaps this story appeals to me because I've been skydiving. But it's a story about two skydivers who, who jump out of an airplane and they, they experience this amazing feeling and adventure of, of falling through the air, flying through the air, and all the incredible sights at 10,000 feet and, and dropping and their hearts pumping and the adrenaline's going. It's just an incredible experience. And it truly is. I, I remember when I, doing it at 19 years old. It was just an amazing feeling. But there's a big difference between these, these two parachuters. One of them has a parachute strapped to their back and the other one has an ordinary backpack strapped to their back. Now, both of these parachute jumpers in the moment, they, they both seem like they're having fun in this skydiving adventure. On the outside looking in, they're both thrilled about what's happening. They're, they're both living it up. They're both seeing great sights. But there's a major difference in how their joyride will end. For one of them, their parachute will open and they will have a soft landing and have many other adventures to come in the future. For the other, with no parachute and an ordinary backpack, it will, unless they are saved, it will end in death and destruction. Unless someone comes along and saves them, it will end in death and destruction. Sure, this Christmas you might look to others and say, well, I sure wish I had their scenario. I think that would bring me a whole lot of joy because they, they got all kinds of joy over there. And I have Jesus, so there must be other answers to Jesus. L listen, there is no other answer for eternal joy other than Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way. I'm the only way to the Father. And in the Father is this lasting joy. And so if the, the lasting and eternal joy is in the Father and Jesus is the only way to him, that means there's no other way to experience lasting joy. Can you have moments of superficial happiness? Sure. Can you have a, a good life for a short term? Sure. But eventually you crash and burn as you stand before a holy God and give an account for your life and this life that you rejected his eternal pleasure to chase momentary pleasures. And in that moment, you, you realize that you have lived it up for a short time, but you will have all of eternity to regret the choices that you made. See, there, there, there's a lot of ways that you can experience momentary satisfaction, but there's only one way to experience deep and lasting joy, and it's in Jesus. It's in Him. So this Christmas, how can I experience and walk in this joy as I go into the new year? Hey, Pastor, give me something real practical that I can do this Christmas to help accelerate this joy that I'm, I'm feeling now at Christmas into this new year, I, I want to experience it more. Well, how do we experience it on a daily basis? It, it comes from building up knowledge. Joy comes from building knowledge on some of these things we talked about. The, the joy of salvation, the hope we have in Christ, the fact that we are loved by a heavenly Father, not based on what we do or don't do, but just simply because He loves us. It's understanding a knowledge and awareness that, that can. The, the transforming of our mind that's no longer conforming to the world, it's, it's that renewal of our mind that produces joy. It's this knowledge. Psalm 119.11 says, Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. So, so God, your law, your word, your truth, this, this knowledge about how life really works, how eternity works, understanding you, God, and who you are, that brings me joy. Here, here's the idea. God's word informs my joy. It educates my joy. It, it fills me with joy. And as you go into 2023, as Christmas comes and goes, and we, we prepare for a whole nother year ahead, I, I want to challenge you to establish a pattern or reestablish a pattern of seeking out joy in the pages of God's Word. Perhaps you want to get the YouVersion Bible app and get on a, a Bible reading plan. Maybe you want to go buy a one-year buying and you want to get in a Bible study group, what we call life group, and experience life together and the joy together uh, as you experience God's Word as a community. And see, I, I don't know what it is for you, but I want to encourage you to make a renewed commitment to getting into God's Word so your mind can be renewed and your joy can be refreshed. How do we experience joy on a daily basis? We walk in God's Word, which helps educate us on how to walk in His ways, and His ways lead to Him, and in His presence is fullness of joy. I want to pray for you, but before I do, I want to close this way. Uh, when, when one of our, our kids was really young, is Kylan, he's 13 years old. When he was really young, he's a two, three years old, little toddler. Um, we, we were driving into this shopping plaza, and I think we're going there to get a haircut or something. And as, as we're pulling in, we, we see one of these characters dressed out on the corner with one of these signs trying to 
get people's attention to get them to go to their store. And this specific character was Elmo. It was this, this big Elmo doll. And, and, and Kylan, being a little t- uh, toddler, he was so excited. He's like, Elmo. And he knew who Elmo was. He's like, Elmo. And he's so excited. He's cheering in the back seat. Well, we, we go and do what we need to do in the store. And, and we come out 30 minutes later. And, and, and we're pulling out of the parking lot. And he can't wait to see Elmo again. He's so excited. He can't wait to see him. Well, apparently it had been a hot day. It had been a long day. And this, this, this man inside the Elmo suit, it, it got a little hot and sweaty. And so he sat down for a break next to a tree right there in the edge of the parking lot. And, and as we're driving by, we happen to come by right at the time, he takes off his costume head and he sets it on the ground. <laughs> so uh, imagine a, a two-year-old, three-year-old seeing their Elmo. Elmo, I want to see Elmo. And Elmo takes his head off. He gets decapitated. <laughs> sets his head down on the ground and he didn't know what to make of it. He says, Elmo dead. Elmo dead. It's like he didn't know how to process it with his little brain. Like, what just happened? He died. He lost his head. <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's a hollowness. There's an emptiness inside the joy that the world would have you pursue. It, it's, it's, it's really empty inside. It's different inside. It's not what it looks like on the outside. It's, it's very hollow. It's empty. And if you take it apart and disassemble it, it's not what it looks like on the outside. Sure, it looks like a lot of fun and games, but, but the only lasting joy, the, the joy that's filled on the inside with meaning and purpose and hope is only found in Jesus Christ. And this Christmas, we want to set our eyes on him and refix our vision going into the new year on what it's really about. As it says in Psalm 43, verse 4, Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my joy, my delight, God is our joy. God is our delight this Christmas. And and if there's anything else that's a lesser joy that's pulling your attention away, realign and affix your joy on Jesus this Christmas. And I'm telling you, it will refresh you like nothing else. It will restore your passion again. And as we move into this new year ahead, this, this Christmas joy, this joy that we're talking about this Christmas, it will last not only all year long, but all of your life. As you, as you set your hope in Him, as you look forward into Him, as you endure imperfections because Jesus is present. Make Him the focus of your life this Christmas. Be filled with His everlasting joy so that this Christmas you can walk in the joy of the Lord. Right on? Right on. Come on, let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you this Christmas for the amazing gift that you brought. You, you, you came here to this earth and you, you came in the form of a, a vulnerable baby boy, yet you were the, the king of all kings, the name above all names. You came. And Jesus, as you came, you brought joy. You caused great joy. And that joy is rippled out into every corner of this world. That joy is, is rippling out into homes and families this Christmas. That joy is, is spilling into our hearts, Jesus, because of you. It's because of you. And Jesus, we know in you is fullness of joy. So God, this Christmas, we confess, we confess and, and ask for your forgiveness that we have so often looked to other things, to other avenues for our joy. But God, this Christmas, we wanna bring our attention back to you, recognizing that it's only in you that we truly find lasting joy. And God, this Christmas, we want to re-experience your joy. We, we wanna rediscover it all, all over again. But we know that it only happens when we set our, our vision on you. And Father, I pray that this, this year, as we, we wrap up 2022, we're thankful that you got us through this year and for the many blessings that I'm sure were a part represented in our, our church family. But God, we look ahead with expectation into 2023. And, and, and God, I just pray for our church family that we would walk closely in your word, that, that we would walk in your ways, that we would stay present with you in prayer, that, that we would show up and worship each and every week, honoring you not only corporately, but daily personally worshiping you because Jesus, it's truly in your presence alone that we will find lasting joy. So God, help us to have a wonderful Christmas. And as we move ahead, may we take that same Christmas joy with us everywhere we go. Because Jesus, you are present with us everywhere we go. And it's in your amazing name we pray this Christmas. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Before our usher team comes forward to receive our tithes and offerings and response cards, Here's a few important things happening with our CE family. Mark your calendars now for our eight year anniversary celebration on January 15th. Although every campus has a different launch date, Church Experience is one church with many experiences. And we are celebrating our collective eighth anniversary as a church. It's going to be an amazing Sunday you don't want to miss. As our ushers come forward to collect our response cards and receive our tithes and offerings, 
God is a giver. He loved us so much that he gave us his son, Jesus, so we could be set free from sin and experience eternal life. We can become generous because he is a generous father. Our financial generosity given through his church can help more people experience the generous love of God. CE, thank you for being a generous church. If you would like to join us, you can give in person, online, through our app, or sign up for recurring giving. When you give by December 31st, your gift will be included on your 2022 tax-deductible giving statement in January. Please consider taking your next step in financial generosity so we can collectively help more people experience a full life in Jesus Christ. Thank you for being on mission with us to help more people experience a full life in Jesus Christ. I had the best time today worshiping and learning with you. You may have made a commitment during the service. We'd love to reach out to us. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, go to churchexperience.tv forward slash connect or scan the QR code at the bottom of the screen. Want to get even more connected? Check out our CE social media, Instagram, Facebook, website, or app. Or go ahead and hit that subscribe button right here. What a great day it has been, and we can't wait to see you next week.